Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. This is episode number 80, uh, Milestone or Not. Uh, and that is only uh, uh, for Jim and I because we were talking about what constitutes a milestone before hitting record today. So um, if you think this is a milestone episode, we're happy to have you here. And if you just think it's episode 80 and that's good to go, we're happy to have you here too. Uh, it is March. It's March of 2022. And we got a big show today. Jim, how you doing, bud? Good. I, I thought about saying, you know, I, we could have just skipped this week. Nothing really happened in wrestling. There's nothing going on. Uh, or not. <laughs> or not. Uh, I joked with you before, Tom. Uh, for anybody who's listening, you might want to just put us on pause for a second. And uh, if you're driving in your car, swing through a drive through If you're sitting at home, maybe go make a sandwich because uh, we might be here a while. Uh, we have head-to-head for AEW Revolution, which is 11 matches. Last week, we guessed maybe 10. They went 11. Um, and still, you could build another good card off of all the people that aren't on this show. Um, so I was thinking about that last night. Like, you could build a really pretty good Dynamite episode off of people that aren't booked on Revolution. Um, crazy, crazy depth. And I guess that brings us to, you know, they can't... One of the one of the uh, criticisms of AEW has been, well, they can't sign everybody. Oh, but maybe they can because now they have a whole other brand. Tony Khan announces on Wednesday the big announcement: he has purchased ROH, not just the library. He bought the whole dang thing, which I don't really know. Besides the library and some rings and production equipment and the intellectual properties, what that entails because there aren't wrestler contracts because all of those most of those have expired maybe there's uh, you know one or two i've heard ian riccoboni's runs until the end of march um but uh i would think that sinclair retains those because they were agreements with sinclair but what do i know well when when wwe purchased wcw they they got to pick and choose you know they had that like 13 wrestlers or whatever it was that that they brought over so i those details have not come out yet certainly of this agreement and you know, who knows what does that mean for other staff that were left in the, the Ring of Honor office, the Joe Coffs of the world, Delirious. Um, is Delirious all elite? Oh, boy. If he is, our friend Jeff will lose his mind. Um, <laughs> I want to be a fly on the wall if that happens, Tom. Um, uh, so, Tom, did you watch Dynamite on Wednesday night or did you end up catching it Thursday? I, I caught it all Thursday. So, yep, I recorded it Wednesday. Um, my daughter is high schooler. She's in district basketball tournament this week. Uh, it's the state you know, championship tournament, and districts are first round. So they had a second game of the week, and they're in the finals today, which is exciting. Uh, but, yeah, so, no, Wednesday we were out of town at basketball and not home in time for the start of the show. And then by the time we got home and everything got settled, it was too late and – Again, something amazing has happened uh, just in general in that my ability to stay off social media, I've become either more disciplined or I literally just have like sworn myself like to committing, fully committing and not like peaking. Uh, and it's worked out as of late because I did not start this until Thursday morning and uh, was able to see it all in its, you know, like unfolding glory. How about yourself? Yeah. How, how did how how did you watch it? Was it Wednesday? Yeah, I wasn't or... able to watch live because I have the trivia night always on Wednesday nights. Uh, but when I got home on Wednesday night, ate some dinner, um, 
and decided at one point to flip it on real quick from the beginning um, and see if they let off with that announcement. I knew I wasn't going to watch the whole episode Wednesday night. And when they said, you know, Tony Khan's in the ring and they're going to, we're going to start off with a huge announcement. I looked at my wife and said, can I watch about the next 10 minutes of this, please? Um, and obviously she was fine with that. Um, and so, so yeah, I watched it Wednesday night after the fact, just the announcement. As soon as Danielson started coming to the ring, I turned it off, watched the rest Thursday morning, got up Thursday morning before I went to work and watched it. Um, although I haven't seen the main event, I know what happened in the main event yet. Um, I still need to actually see that with my eyes, but um, I didn't get a chance. I needed to get to work and uh, didn't see that. But anyways, to go back to the con ROH thing, we talk about dynamite as we get into revolution later. Um, I literally, when he said um, 17 years ago, there was another company that started. Um, I said, holy stuff, um, except I didn't say stuff. We'll keep it clean so I don't have to mark this for explicit lyrics. Um, the rumors had been out there. Uh, I don't know what you had seen earlier in the day, but there were rumors that it could have been a streaming deal with HBO Max uh, for AEW, which obviously is still potentially on the table. They're, you know, they're connected with Warner Media, so that could happen still, or some sort of streaming thing. Um, and there were rumors that, that Tony had bought ROH, that he'd bought the ROH library and would be, there was one rumor that he had bought the ROH library and would be leasing the ROH name to be able to run events, uh, which... That never made any sense to me when I read that. Like, if you're going to spend the money on the library, how much more could it be to really acquire what's left after the library? The library is the is the core of anything you're going to buy from Ring of Honor. So, I, I, if you're going to pay up for the library, I wouldn't. It makes sense that you would just buy the rest because I can't believe that added that much cost. Um, holy smokes! Now the question becomes because there are no real details on what does this mean for Ring of Honor going forward. Uh, in his press release, it does say it allows for the possibility of new content under the ROH banner. So some people have read that and said, oh, it means he's running Ring of Honor as a developmental brand. Again, the possibility is there. I, I don't know. Where, where, where were you, as you heard it unfold, Tom, what were you thinking? What were you, and as you processed it over the last 36 hours? So I I had no inkling, and I had and I had heard or read no rumors prior to Wednesday and prior to yesterday when I officially saw it happen. A mutual friend of ours texted me and said the news will blow you away, and because because that person checked in with me on Wednesday and said, "Are you watching live?" and I said, "Nope, recording it at basketball, so on and so forth." I'm struggling because I don't know that the news did blow me away because I don't think that it's outside of the scope of what Tony Khan has proven that he wants to do. And he wants to be someone who honors the legacy of pro wrestling of a certain era. And AEW was birthed out of the, I don't want to say the ashes of that because Ring of Honor wasn't in ashes, but um, you know, he, he took very central uh, fibers of what Ring of Honor was towards its you know, fourth quarter, if you will. And that is what birthed AEW. I'm super excited about the maneuver. Um, and I said, you know, no pun intended, if there's, if there's ever the right person to honor Ring of Honor, it's, in my opinion, it's Tony Khan. Uh, he's not without his flaws, but I do think that with the number of talents in AEW, 
that came from at some point, whether it was directly or indirectly Ring of Honor, there's huge uh, synergy there. I am interested because I think it was Tuesday night, Ring of Honor did another like live Q&A with Ian Riccoboni, and they were announcing things for Super Card of Honor. Um, talents and another match. Was where was this deal at in the works while that was going on? And like who who like so someone clearly at Ring of Honor again. Let's say it's Delirious because he was the booker. Let's and let's say he still was part of creative. He's doing this on Tuesday, not knowing that this deal is potentially going to come down on Wednesday. I, you know there was there was talks that it was going to be a business related deal, and if, if if the idea was out there a week ago that it was a business related deal. Unless people are just really honoring confidentiality, which in this day and age would be a, a value and appreciated, I'm certain, uh, the history of professional wrestling is such where that often isn't the case. So the other thing, and, uh, and I'll, I'll, maybe I'll just end here, I recall, I think when AEW started in 2019, the conversation was they're, they're, they're never going to run WrestleMania weekend. And AEW is not running WrestleMania weekend, but now a Tony Khan owned Ring of Honor has a show on WrestleMania weekend. So that's very interesting to me. Agreed. Um, the the report I want to say I read on PW Insider, but I, don't quote me on where it was from. Um, <clears throat> one of the reports I've read, and I've, I've read a lot, um, you know, some from sources like Sean Ross Sapp and PW Insider that I trust. Uh, and others from sites that I'm not sure where they're getting their information from. It could be probably could be possibly from those places or it could be, you know, some other sources that I might question. Um, but I believe it was on PW Insider. I read that the folks who were involved with the Tuesday night event had no idea. Um, Would make a lot of sense because I think also in that Tuesday night event, they also announced a TV taping for Post Dallas in mm -hmm. Philly. Now Philly, it, it, I don't know that they've announced the date for it. I don't. I don't think I've seen a date. I thought it was April tenth, but I, oh, okay. I, 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 I might be completely making that up. And so, I haven't watched that video uh, with Ian. I just saw the a recap that had, you know, the major points, and I did see the TV taping, and maybe the date was even in there, and it just, you know, went past me. Um, here's the crazy part for me, and I'm sorry I said I was going to be done, but I one more thought oh, came to mind. Um, does Tony Khan pay Sinclair for uh, syndication? That doesn't make sense in my mind, but... No, here's the here's the way that you could see it. Sinclair may pay a rights fee to Ring of Honor, now owned by Tony Khan, to air their brought to air their shows or there may have been some sort of agreement in the in the deal where the, he keeps the syndication spots or something and and maybe Sinclair gets to sell the advertising or you know I mean um because I judging from the fact that at least on my Sinclair station when Ring of Honor airs it's a pretty much the same commercial every commercial break it's Ice T and his guy about his car um <clears throat> I, you know I don't think they're getting a ton for advertising <laughs> during Ring of Honor. Right. Um, so, you know, if Khan did something like that, and that's just me kind of speculating. I haven't heard that anywhere. Um, you know, I don't think he's losing out on a ton of ad revenue. Um, the thing, the only reason that I kind of started to think even Tuesday night a little bit like, hmm, there are a lot of uh, 
rumors out there, nothing confirmed, that Shane Swerve Strickland has signed with AEW um, and is expected to start imminently, you know, soon. And when he got announced for Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, in a match that I hope Alex Zane is healthy by then because he had to have orbital surgery. He had glass in his eye from his death match that he had here last weekend for GCW um, and broke something with his, in his eye. Um, <clears throat> I hope he's healthy because Alex Zane versus Shane Strickland, sign me up. Like, <laughs> I, I, I hope Supercard of Honor still happens and happens at least with the matches they've so far announced because Gresham Bandito and Zane Strickland and the Briscoes defending the Ring of Honor tag titles. I, I keep hearing that they've announced Deanna Prazo will be defending the women's title. I haven't seen that in a graphic advertised yet, but it would make sense. Um, and Ninja Mac, um, all respect to Joe Hendry, that wasn't as exciting to me as, as Ninja Mac and Strickland Zane. Um, sign me up. Like, I'm ready to watch that show on that Friday night. Like, however... Is Honor Club a thing? I don't know. <clears throat> am I going to be able to pay 10 bucks to see it? Uh, am I going to have to order it on Fight? Am I going to, is there going to be some other streaming service? Uh, I assume AEW now owns Honor Club. Um, I, I I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. There is. Yeah. And and I think, I think as the details unfold, and I think that they will begin to probably after Revolution this Sunday, right. it's going to be really interesting to, to watch and to hear um, about that. Is now Supercard of Honor where we finally get Briscoe's FTR? Again, it's unannounced okay. challengers, so that would make a whole lot of sense. And Sean Rassap said this week that there's a lot more to why that match hasn't happened than has been reported so far. And he literally was going to run a story on it, I think Tuesday or Wednesday, but then this happened and he said, obviously this adds a whole lot of layers that he doesn't want to run that story um, until he can can run things down, which I respect, and is part of the reason that I respect what he does, um, and pay five bucks a month to be a part of Select for for Fightful. So, um, yeah, it's I don't know, it's crazy. It's just like, and here's my thing too. It assuming let's just assume for the sake of this conversation that Ring of Honor is going to continue to run events, and and it's not just. Yeah, worst case scenario to me is he's got the library. He doesn't do anything with the Ring of Honor name other than the library. And we get the library somehow on a streaming service or something. You know, I think that's kind of worst case scenario. You know, best case is he runs Ring of Honor in some way. Um, he's not going to run Ring of Honor as a competitor to AEW. Let's be honest about that. So I think best case is it's somewhat of a developmental feeder system for AEW. And he's got plenty of people under contract. So he can put, he can build a roster in Ring of Honor and then also still bring in some outside folks on, you know, per appearance deals or whatever, like a Ninja Mac or like a, or, you know, maybe he signs Jonathan Gresham or the Briscoes or fill in Ring of Honor wrestler here, you know, that hasn't been around. I know Flip Gordon was on Being the Elite. Yay. Um, please don't. But that's just, you know, Never flip. Jim, we'd love to hear how you really feel. <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw Flip Gordon appears on being the elite. I'm like, glad I don't watch that. Um, so I just, yeah. Maybe my least favorite wrestler. I don't know. There's probably some others too. But um, 
but it, where I was going with all of that, if he's going to run it, I think there's two people. It, Tony Khan can't be head of creative for both of them and be part of the Jaguars front office and run the soccer club. And, and I mean, I'm sure he has stamina beyond stamina, obviously, to be able to do everything that man does anyways. Um, and he, he does look like he, uh, you know, Wednesday night, he had a little bit of a crazed look in his eye. Yes, he did. I, I will agree with you. I saw that as well. And and when he announced Brian Danielson coming to the ring, like he turned into Sith Lord look. I mean, like there was this almost like dark, like here's Brian Daniel. And I'm like, okay, Tony, stop. <laughs> Just stop. Um, I don't know what you're doing, but knock it off. So I, he's going to have to have some people help run Ring of Honor. Even if he's, you know, has the final stamp of approval on what they do, I would think he would want that. Now, of course, there's all the rumors. Is this where Cody comes back to AEW? Does Cody run Ring of Honor? Uh, report came out last night that the talks between Cody and WWE have fizzled out. That's a whole other thing we could spend a whole other half an episode talking about. Forget Cody for a second. I think that could make some sense if he, if they wanted to do that. The two people I'm calling if I'm Tony Khan are William Regal. If you're going to run a developmental program, if that's going to be a feeder system, William Regal. And he could be a great, I, I'd love to see him back as the GM of Ring of Honor or the matchmaker or the whatever on screen. Um, and I'm calling Gabe Sapolsky. Those are the two guys. Can you imagine Gabe Sapolsky running Ring of Honor again? That'd be crazy. It would be really crazy. Um, and, and and the thing is, I think with what how it went down with Gabe leaving WWE, the question for me would be, does he have any passion left? I, I can't imagine he doesn't because creative people by nature, I think, go through cycles. Um, but he was part of maybe a team in NXT under his WWE tenure to be given the chance to maybe be part of a team again or ha maybe handpick a team um, or, or, or with different management, per se, like Tony Khan. Um, yeah, the the possibility could be exciting. And, and I don't know what, if any, relationship existed between Regal and, and Gabe previously, but that would be, you have to think there was some crossover there. Right. They had worked together at Evolve a couple of times. Regal had appeared on a couple of Evolve shows, I know. Uh, Annette said, Paul Levesque will run Ring of Honor. He's not doing anything these days. Hey, sign me up. I like that idea. Um, yeah, Don't think he's probably getting out of his WWE deal, but um, and don't let it be Shane O'Mac, for the love of goodness. Uh, haven't, haven't we joked about the, the awkward McMahon dinner conversations? Yes, could that you, would be could, super could, awkward. Could you, could you imagine that? Like, <laughs> Stephanie's like, well, Dad, um, um, Paul has a really great opportunity. Um, he's actually working for Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hold on, um, did, you say, did, you, did you say Nick Khan, damn it? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, Tony Khan, you know, the guy that runs AEW? What? <laughs> uh, and I do, uh, two, two quick things. One, I love Tony Khan's line, there's no Shane. It's me. There's no Shane. <laughs> I thought it was a great line. Um, and, and I think somebody in the crowd, because he looked at somebody right before he said that, and I think somebody must have yelled, like, where's Shane or something. Um, There's no Shane. It's me. There's no Shane. Um, and the other piece, totally off of this, uh, because you mentioned awkward McMahon uh, dinners, if you haven't had a chance, while, you, while you're working today, if you have music or, or something, a podcast playing in the background, if you haven't had a chance, go to YouTube and search Pat McAfee Show. 
they put up the full interview with Vince McMahon from yesterday. I watched it all yesterday. Um, it's about an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, so it's, it's lengthy. It's not groundbreaking in that, you know, <clears throat> McAfee doesn't really like push him and, and go take him to task. He's also McAfee's boss. Like, I mean, and Pat McAfee doesn't need that job. Don't get me wrong. The deal he got from uh, whoever for his uh, podcast. FanDuel, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, you know, Pat McAfee's grandkids aren't going to want for anything as long as he's not an idiot with his money, which it sounds like he's not. But it was a, I thought it was a really good interview. It was not angle, um, which I think a lot of people, myself included, thought at some point it was going to turn into. It was not. If they're doing Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon at, at WrestleMania, it wasn't, wasn't set up by the interview yesterday. Um, so if you have a chance, you, Tom, you, anybody who's listening, um, give it a listen. It's an interesting journey into Vince's mind and how he just handles day-to-day life and himself. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was interesting. It was, I watched it to see whether it was going to turn into a train wreck, like so many live Vince McMahon interviews have in the past. Uh, and it didn't. Um, and it didn't turn into an angle either, which I liked. Um, I kept waiting for it too, but it didn't. So anyways, those two things. Anything else? I, I mean, I think we're, this is going to be a, a standing topic probably for us over the next few weeks, Tom, Tony Khan and Ring of Honor. But Yeah, no, I agree with you, and I'm excited to see what comes next. I am too. And, uh, you know, if you need any ideas, Tony, two-spot monkeys are available. I'm just saying. You got the money. You can pay us. Well, we have 11 matches to pick for AEW Revolution, and there's a lot to say about what else happened on Dynamite on Wednesday night, because crazily, uh, you know, the first five or seven minutes of the show was not the only thing that happened on Wednesday night. Actually, I thought it was a pretty good show all in all. Um, but before we get to head to, uh, to our head-to-head picks, Tom, do you have the current standings? I do, yep. Entering this weekend, uh, you have a one-match lead, 14-4 and four is your record, the 13-5 and five is my record. Uh, we, we were 7-0 and each at Elimination Chamber, uh, so we default to the previous event, which was Royal Rumble. And I had come short, so I'll be making the first pick today when we get to our picks here momentarily. And then, well, I think because you're overall behind, I think you'd make the first pick. I think. Either way, either way, you make. We we use we use the last event, but yeah, yeah. So either way, it's you. I'm winning. That's all. That's you know. Thanks for joining us today on Two Spot Monkeys. Jim is winning. That's what we're doing. Uh, (laughs) And on that note, we're done with the episode. New title for the show. It was Elite uh, Monkey mm-hmm. Honor, but uh, now it's Jim is winning. Because um, <laughs> after 11 matches, who knows? Probably won't happen. Um, although I think there are a lot of matches that you and I are going to be the same on, I think. But I'm sure there will be a few surprises, perhaps, for us. Um, 11 matches on this show. Let's just hop into them, Tom. You get the first pick on one of the buy-in matches. There's two buy-in matches on YouTube and everywhere else at... Uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. Uh, the first one we're going to pick today is Chris Statlander versus Layla Hirsch, a uh, feud that's been going on for a little while now. Yeah, definitely Chris Statlander's match to win. Uh, it's been a good feud, uh, I, I feel, and I like what they've done here. This is one of those decent examples of long-term build for a match, and the payoff happens here on Sunday. I, I'm not watching the event Sunday. I'm planning to watch it Monday, uh, sometime you know, morning into early afternoon. Not even sure what platform I'm ordering it on yet. I'm hoping for Fight because I hope that the international. No, it won't be on Fight. Gosh no. darn it! 
So I am going to have to order it on VR Live, which, considering last time, it, I tried to watch live and it wasn't great. Fingers crossed that, you know, 12 hours after the event is done, give or take, it's a little bit easier for me to watch. You've, I, I'm sad now. I just, uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't move on, Jim. Just, <laughs> yeah, no, it is just international on fight. It looks like, but doesn't it, doesn't it, doesn't that expire after the it, it airs live? I thought that was the case. No, oh, that's true. You might be able to buy it. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, after the fact, I'm not sure on that. You, you okay. might be right on that. I, I thought I saw that last time because I ordered on BR Live, and then remember, and I know that I wasn't alone in the streaming issues. Uh, you know, I had to watch it on my computer, which is fine. It's just not ideal. So I do, I can cast my, my MacBook to my TV. So worst case scenario, maybe that's what I do on Monday if I have to use BR Live. I digress. No one cares. They just want to watch the show and not hear about my, about, about my issues. So um, anyway, the purpose of me talking about that in general, or even at all, was the two buy-in matches. I don't know when I'll have the chance to, to watch these or if I will watch either of them. Um, I'm going to care about the results um, because of our picks and because I'm a fan of AEW, but whether I see them or not, I don't know. I see Chris, Stantland, Chris Statlander um, moving on from this and challenging potentially either champion that comes out of uh, either of the two women's title matches. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm with you. The only thing that's weird for me about the build to this is Statlander almost comes off somewhat heelish, but she's the baby face in it. But like when she keeps saying, yeah, I did say that I understand why your parents gave you up for adoption. Like that's not a very nice thing to say as a baby face. Um, so it's a little bit weird for me that every time, and the fact that they keep hammering that line home, I'm like, I don't quite get it. But um, Well, she's an alien, Jim, and aliens don't probably have the same feelings. She's not booping as much anymore and, <laughs> I don't know. She seems to be, she's talking way more like a human being, um, which I, I like, I, you know, I don't, I don't think she was going to go to the top with the alien gimmick. Let me just say that. And I think she has the talent um, to eventually get there. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that they've at least downplayed that a little bit. Uh, no, I think Statlander's great. I think Hirsch is great too. Um, should be a really good match. Uh, like I said, both really good, but yeah. Um, it's Statlanders to win a the babyface B. It's on the buy-in, so you think the babyfaces usually go over. Not always on AEW. We have seen, um, you know, heels win. Usually though, that's been like title matches, like Serena Deeb in the NWA Women's Title. I think of when she beat Rio, Riho, excuse me. Uh, but Statlander wins this match. I think I would I be mad if Hirsch won. No, um, but it makes sense for Statlander to win. Uh, the next match, I made the comment as we were running down this before we clicked record, we might talk about this match longer than it lasts. Hook versus QT Marshall. Um, they have been building this nicely, and Marshall does a really nice job of being the guy you just want to see get his face kicked in. Um, being that smarmy, annoying heel, uh, he just, he's done a really nice job, way better than babyface QT Marshall that they tried to use at the beginning of AEW. Um, yeah. He's a heel. He's meant to be a heel. And yeah, Hook's winning this match. I mean, this will be my 11, actually, honestly, without even thinking about it. There's no way QT Marshall is the guy you have stopped the train that they've been pushing with Hook. Yeah, Hook is my pick as well. Uh, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. It's going to be fun to have Hook throw Mar Marshall uh, and have him tap out. 
or pass out, whatever they choose to do. Uh, again, Hook Hook has been a really pleasant surprise, uh, at, at, you know, and then they've really promoted and protected him in the matches that they've given him. So, you know, whether that's three months from now uh, in Vegas or six months from now in probably Chicago for all out, all in, whichever they, whatever they, I can never remember. Um, when he does get, when he does get his, like, you know, his big match against, you know, a more established name and it goes longer than five minutes, three minutes, one minute, it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like. Yeah, I agree. They've, they've done a nice job. He's, I like that. I mean, he's a pretty scrawny guy to be perfectly honest. Hook does not have a ton of size to him, but some, I like when they can tell a story where, Hey, a small guy, like, Look at, you know, UFC, and some of the smallest guys are some of the toughest guys uh, and have some of the best skills. So, yeah, I like And I like that Marshall's a little bit of a bigger opponent. Um, so that'll be good to see, you know, throwing him around and that sort of thing. So that'll be fun. Tommy gets the first pick on the TBS title match, Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti, uh, which you predicted last week was going to be happening. Uh, so... Nice job on the prediction. You are correct. Again, the time machine thing. We got to talk about that. I no, I read the tea leaves. They had you. You watched Dynamite last week, so you yeah, you saw. Did. Yeah, I mean they they pretty much said it was happening without officially say it was happening. I mean, Jade Cargill's not losing here. The 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 win streak is going to continue. I'm interested to see how long again that goes. Um, similar to Hook, but also much different. Uh, like you know who, and and again we've talked about this a lot, right? I know I do at least. I think you share the opinion to an extent. Wins and losses inc- are incredibly valuable in AEW. So when Jade does take that first loss, when Hook takes that first loss, it's going to be super, or it should be super impactful. Um, love Tay, uh, Tay, I always call her Tay. Love Ty Conti. Uh, I think this is going to be a really great match. Um, and she's going to really, I think, support Jade's um, growth. Again, I think Jade is still has, has a long way to go in terms of the full package. As a, as a professional wrestler, but I think this has a chance to be Cargill's best in-ring match, uh, and that's because of Ty. Uh, but Ty becomes another notch on the, the championship lineage. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we've said this on the show before, but Ty Conti, what a, what a uh, shining star for WWE or NXT. Didn't know what to do with her, but wow, a lot of talent in that girl. Um, kind of amazing that they couldn't figure it out, but, uh, yeah, I like Ty a lot. She ain't winning this match. Uh, Jade's winning this match. Jade's going to hold, hold that title a long time. I, I'm not sure when, I, I don't see when she loses the title anytime, you know, in the, in the foreseeable future. Uh, uh she could hold it the whole year. I, it wouldn't totally shock me. Right. Wouldn't totally shock me. Um, I loved her line on Wednesday when, uh, was it Alex Marvez that was doing the interview? I think it was, um, was talking about all the Ty Conti's accomplishments in, in martial arts and near this belt, near that belt, near whatever belt. And, um, Jane comes in and goes, nobody cares about that karate again. Um, <laughs> just, I don't know. I laughed. It was funny. Um, just walks in and nobody cares about that karate stuff. Um, except stuff wasn't the word she used. Uh, 
I, I don't know why it popped me. I thought it was great. Yeah, Jade's win in this match. I, I agree with you. It could very well be her best in ring. Um, she's getting there. She needs opponents who can help lead her through. Um, still, she's not there yet. Uh, she's got the it factor. I, I see. Yeah, I think most people see that. The in-ring stuff is getting there. It's it's coming along. So here it is. Um, kudos to them for not putting this on the, the buy-in. Uh, I think it helps make that TBS title look important when it's on the main show. So I think that's well, well done, AEW, to do that. Uh, I get the first pick on a match I just don't care about. Um, this is the one match where I'm like, I don't know. Well, and, and, and it's important before we talk about this match that on Rampage tonight, we're recording Friday, there is a TNT title match. And Guevara defends against both Darby and Andrade. And I'll steal your thunder if you'll allow me to. Allow is a funny word. I'm just going to do it. And you have to listen. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tongue-in-cheek moment for me. Um Watch what I do and watch you react. <laughs> people, we really are friends, even though I'm not treating like Jim like one at the moment. So my apologies. Um, this, the three-way, the three-way for the title should be on, on the pay-per-view. And this match should be happening on Rampage. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it makes no it's, sense. It, it, it's, ba- it's backwards booking, in my opinion. And, and, and I, know we, I know you get to pick first here, but I, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Before you make your pick, I apologize. I do, I do, but I don't. Like you could have someone. Really don't pin, care that much, Tom. Okay. You you could you could have someone pin the champion tonight. If this match were to be tonight, feeding into wanting to see the champion get revenge and retain the title, <laughs> perhaps on Sunday. I, see, I, so I gave that. I, I did. I wasn't specific. I was very vague. Yeah. No. You absolutely. You could. Maybe they'll do something. The, the reverse of what you just said, maybe they'll do something on Rampage tonight that makes me care a little bit more about this trios match, but I doubt it. Um, Isaiah Cassidy sticks out like a sore thumb in the, uh, why are you in a trios match? You're, you know, you're a tag team. So it would make more sense if it was say Matt Hardy or Andrade and private party in this match, but picking Cassidy and not Quinn being in the match is just strange. Did you really um, want Jorah Joel or whatever his name right, is? Right, that's what I was hoping for, or, or the Blade, or um, random AFHAO, ABCDEFG, whatever they are called. Um, yeah, I can do without that, too. I And I think we're – the Andrade Hardy thing, I think, is going to implode soon because there are an awful lot of rumors that Matt's brother is coming in, and I think – I don't think Tony Khan's going to be able to help himself, <clears throat> excuse me, but put the Hardys together. So I, I think the Hardy family or, you know, organization is going to fall apart, whether that just becomes the Andrade group, you know, in the future or not. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Andrade wins the title tonight. I'll just say that we're not picking that, but I wouldn't be shocked at all. I, I don't think Darby will just because. Darby chasing Andrade for the belt because they seem they have got an issue going makes a lot more sense to me than Andrade chasing Darby. Um, and Sammy, I don't feel like there's just a lot of like he's got the belt, but I don't feel like they have a story with Sammy yet. Like, I don't know, he's just kind of there and and impressive in the ring. And I don't know, 
but that's my thing. Uh, Sting Sting doesn't lose. So Sammy Darby and Sting win. Isaiah Cassidy probably eats the pin here. Um, that's probably why he's in the match. So I, I Sammy Darby and Sting get the win, and maybe it sets up. Um, you know, maybe what they do to go to off of your idea is the reverse of your idea. And let's say Andrade wins the title tonight. Go with that. Maybe Darby, maybe Isaiah doesn't eat the pin. Maybe Darby pins Andrade, and that sets us off to the races on the TNT title match. I don't or the TNT title feud. Yeah, and, and I think the other factor worth considering, and then we don't know what we don't know. We'll make picks here momentarily. Is the face of the Revolution ladder matches for a shot at the title? So whomever the title holder is is going to is you know you again like we always do with Money in the Bank, right? What, who, who might the matchup be when it comes time for that, that, that match to take place? So the only, I, my pick is the same as yours. I do pick the baby faces. I, 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 again, Sting is a very limited novelty act. That's not disrespectful, uh, but that is kind of how I, they've been using them and promoting them, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, when Sting does eventually take a loss, it's going to have to mean something really significant. Uh, and I, I don't even I can't even begin to tell you what I think that might be. My wondering would be if Andrade Andrade does win the title tonight, does that tease dissension between Sammy and Darby? And then they eventually get on the same page Sunday, and that's what allows them to win, even though there's a little bit of uncertainty there, perhaps. Uh, that's again an old pro wrestling uh, you know philosophy or trope, if you will. I do love the idea if Andrade does win and Darby gets the, the the pinfall in the match over him on Sunday, having Darby Andrade for the title. Again, my wondering would be, do they do that while they then also have established someone in the in the face of the Revolution ladder match um, coming for the title? We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see play out. Uh, I was just scrolling Twitter here while you were talking a little, Tom. Uh, breaking news that has nothing to do with AEW. It appears, I haven't found the official announcement yet, that Vader will be going into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. So, long overdue, certainly. certainly, um, And that does kill any thought of it being a solo introduction, or induction, excuse me, uh, for The Undertaker, uh, who Vince McMahon is inducting. That was That came out of that interview yesterday. So, that'll be interesting. Anyways. Not talking about Hall of Fame, just saw it, thought it was interesting. Throw it out there. Tom, you get the first pick on a match that I'm really looking forward to, and I think the promo work has been what we would expect. Jericho, Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston. I'm curious, who are you picking? Well, so we you hadn't watched uh, Dynamite when we recorded last week, and, and I wanted to come back to this because, and Jericho talked about it on Wednesday this week, about their promo battle. And I thought last week, Wednesday, so the final, not the final, yeah, the final episode in February, when they had their issue, it was a little choppy for me. Was that how it felt for you in their back and forth exchange? Yeah, but I thought it came off more realistic because of that. Okay, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I I, I see that. I didn't necessarily see it at the time because I expected um, – it to be a little crisper uh, because of because and, and and because I think both are so good on the mic and I thought it just it didn't meet my expectations even though I thought it did a great job 
extenuating the match and creating it further. Uh, it's so interesting that Jericho's kind of issue here is he saw Kingston having potential and now, you know, if he beats him, he's going to shake his hand to kind of validate him. But in the same breath, a week ago, he goes, when you came in, I didn't even know who your, what your name was. And so it's like he's kind of talking out of, yeah. out of both sides of his mouth. Um, Jericho here as a heel, though. And nobody's he, really calling him on that either, which is a little like a heel talking out of both sides of your mouth is fine. Yeah. But somebody needs to call him on it. And no, that piece is not being called out. I agree. And again, and again, whether he's whether he's a heel just for this match or whether he's a heel long term, um, there appeared to be some sense of him and Proud and Powerful being back on the same page Wednesday. Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful have a connection too. So will that be at all something that comes up here in the match? What I do think and what I thought before the year started and it it began to maybe, if it's a thing, be on display when Jericho took the pinfall in the loss of the tag match with he and Hager versus Santana and Ortiz. I think this is the year that Jericho elevates a lot of talent. It doesn't mean he's not going to win matches, but I think the big matches is him elevating others. And so Sunday night, my opinion is that's Eddie Kingston's time. And I love that because I love Eddie Kingston. Uh, so Kingston's my pick to win. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this match. Um, Jericho definitely has gone full heel, at least for this match. Like you said, we'll see what happens afterwards. I think proud and powerful giving him the fist bump was a red herring. I think they side with Eddie Kingston in this. Now that doesn't necessarily mean they're out of inner circle, inner circle, like the pinnacle has been kind of together when need to be and separate when they don't need to be. And, you know, all of a sudden on Wednesday, the pinnacle was in full force um, during the, the punk and MJF thing that we'll talk about a little later on. Um, Inner circle has kind of been that way too. Sammy has said, if they can't figure their stuff out, he's done, he's out. Um, You know, Hager's in and out, probably depending on maybe his MMA training, I'm assuming. Um, I, I just, I think proud and powerful might be, siding with Kingston in in some way because because Jericho's the heel and I don't think you turn proud and powerful heel they're way over right now um so I just don't think you're going to do that or they come and Jericho's like you know attack him attack him and they just turn around and walk away or something you know maybe they don't outwardly side with Kingston but I think they don't side with Jericho if that makes sense um yeah Kingston's got to get the win here honestly Um, If Jericho gets the win, I don't understand their booking. Um, Now, they've been pretty good at booking people in losses to not... Wins and losses matter, but they've still kept people strong even in losses in AEW pretty well. Um, You know, it's not like, oh, they beat him and he's buried and he's gone. Forget him. So they could probably find a way to do it, but they shouldn't. Um, Kingston should get this win. I'm also hoping on a little bit of a different side for AEW. They're going to have figure reveals this weekend. Uh... At the on the Saturday fan fest thing, they're doing. I assume that's when they're doing them. Um, Kingston, I I ninety nine percent sure I remember being announced for an upcoming line. I'm hoping we actually see the figure. This I'd love that too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that that's one that I will be eating uh, the ringside cost on and just be pre ordering. I'm not going to wait and see if it shows up because it's a little haphazard out here now. The first few series I found pretty much all of them real easily it's gotten a little worse now so yeah kingston will be one i pre-order unless it just looks like you know hot garbage but um it's gotten better and better every series with their their scans and their productions so right i don't um, expect 
I, I didn't get the order in quick enough to our research department, so my apologies. I think, though, if Kingston wins this match, this will be his first pay-per-view win. I don't think he's won a pay-per-view yet. That feels right. I mean, we have the, we have the Moxley title match. We have Miro. We have Punk. I think that's it. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was in a multi-man match at one point, but I don't, I don't, again, like I said, they're, they're, our research team is pretty demanding. If you don't get, there's a quota and a deadline. If you don't get it in by then, they're like, sorry, pal, go and record the podcast on your own. And sound, like, on a, your own, right? sound, like, sound like a dummy. Which I, I don't. Look up on DB and, and doesn't, doesn't take too much for me to sound like a dummy. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I was trying to pull it up here, but matches see i can't sort the way that i can on pro fight it makes me mad i think you're right though i do think you're right um where are we going next oh we're going to brian danielson and john moxley this is gonna be cool it's gonna be so cool so cool um let's see it's my first pick isn't it um Tom is correct, and that says Eddie has not won on pay-per-view. She also says she hopes Andrade wins the title. More points for her. Slow down, sister. Some of us are trying to catch you. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my request. Um, yes, this is going to be good. I, you know, the way that it played out on Wednesday, I almost said Monday. AEW doesn't have a Monday show that I watch. I know they have one, but I don't watch it. Um, Wednesday... Maybe we're not getting the team of them after this. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. And that's good. I like that I don't know. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I've been back and forth on this match, Tom. This is not going to be a high confidence pick for me when I'm putting them on the board. Because uh, I could see either way. But I I just think Danielson has to get this win. Um, and, and it either convinces Moxley to join him. Or it convinces Moxley that Danielson's gone batshit total. Um, oh, there I said it. Um, so, and and he doesn't join him. Um, so, so the, there, there's my very uh, astute pick. After this match, John Moxley either joins Brian Danielson or he doesn't join Brian Danielson. <laughs> One of the two happens. Um, I really went out on a limb on that part. Good thing we're not picking that, I guess. Uh, but I think Danielson has to win it. I think it's going to be a war. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, it's the first time in AEW they will have met. Uh, they have had a few matches in WWE back in the day, but nothing. I feel like this is the most high-profile match they've ever had one on one on one at least. Um, they had a match in Dragon Gate USA under really poor lighting. I think that was in Milwaukee too. In Milwaukee, I saw it. It was the show where the ring didn't show up, um, and so it was a couple of. Uh, hour delay before skull crusher rasky brown came to the rescue and uh his ring came in and um i think i may have told this story about when brody lee passed but brody and moxley were unloading the ring right in front of my brother and i um because the only way into that venue was right through the front door and uh yeah so and and moxley and danielson landed at our feet um at one point uh so yes they did i that was a pretty high profile match now that you say that too I have that DVD. I should probably dig that out. I just remember the lighting being really, really poor. Yeah, it, it's the same venue you and I went to Chikara with some friends up for my uh, my uh, bachelor party back in the day. It was uh, great live. Great, I mean, fun venue live. But yeah, translating on a, a, a regular standard definition DVD. 
<laughs> well, and not, I think not the best. Fighting in the ring might have been okay, but then it was a false count anywhere death match. Something you know, I mean, I can't remember exactly what they what wordage they use. No DQ, something like that. And so they were in the crowd, like I said, literally landing right by us at one point. Um, and I don't think they necessarily had good lighting to follow them. Uh, Evolve was, or Dragon Gate USA and Evolve were a little lower budget than some things. Yeah. That's all. So Danielson's your pick to confirm, yes? Yes, Danielson okay. is my pick. Yep. He's my pick as well, but I really could go back and forth on this match and, and, and make arguments, I think, for both. My argument for why Danielson is my pick is because I think that Moxley can lose and be less impacted than Danielson taking his second loss in AEW here. I do think eventually, perhaps if this feud continues, he will take a loss to John Moxley. Um, because I don't, I don't also agree, agree with that. I don't know that I see them now teaming. I thought this was a mechanism to definitely get them to that that space um, or being coming part of an uneasy alliance. You know, I think you know, like the whole thing was, you have to believe with me before I'll before I'll be next to you, right? So like. Does Danielson do that, and does he prove himself? And then does Mox say, "Hey, you're crazy," and we might not see eye to eye, but I agree with you. And we went to war, and I'd love to stand by your side, and you know, be part of this mission or this vibe. Uh, or he could be like, "Nope, I I want to win, and I'm pissed that I beat that I lost to you, and I want." And and then Danielson could could hold that over his head. Um, so again, it's going to be fun. Uh, I, I I didn't like that they kind of went away from the 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 idea that Danielson wants to be an ally with Moxley. Um, at least I felt that way on Wednesday. I hope that that's part of the story isn't uh, done being told. Well, but I, I'm eager to wait and see what comes next. Absolutely, I think it's going to be fun. And and yeah, this story one way or another, I don't think is done um, on on Sunday. Uh, Tom, I don't know if you ever got an answer to your question. I'm squirreling off for a moment here from a, a something that I know I saw you tweet, I believe, about what time tickets go on sale for GCW in Detroit. Did you ever get an answer to that? I did not. They just posted, uh, well, 11 hours ago, they just posted um, on Facebook, uh, noon Eastern time. They okay. I'm, I, I've had their Eventbrite page pulled up here this morning, and there's not a tile for that show yet. So um, uh, I've been... But that's great. Now, I, I, unfortunately, I won't be home. I think today, right at noon, which kind of sucks because I have to run an errand. But, grr. Anyway, <laughs> I, I've, been, I, I've been wrestling with the idea of even like just going and being getting just a GA ticket for that event because I think I'm going by myself, which is sad. But if it wasn't you know. like 16 hours for me to get to Detroit, probably I would, uh, I'd be there with you, buddy. My, my brother was possibly in, but he's just had a big car repair bill. So that kind of sucks for him. But I love the fact that Minoru Suzuki is announced for that show. I had no idea about that until a couple of days ago. So I was like, they just announced him. Yep. Heck yeah, brother. GCW in Omaha. It's going to happen someday. What else is going to happen on Sunday, though, is a triple threat tag team title match. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, the AEW Tag Team Champions, against Red Dragon of Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, not Kyle Riley. Don't know who that is. Kyle Riley. Kyle Riley. <laughs> and uh, the young, that sounds like, you know those cheap knockoff figures you used to be able to buy in like the 80s and 90s that like looked like Hulk Hogan, but it was like. It was Bulk Vogan. 
Bulk Logan or right, yeah, something <laughs> like that. And Kyle Riley is, you know, the guy who looks like Kyle O'Reilly with a little shamrock on his trunks or something. Uh, young Bucks, uh, Nick and Matt and Jackson also in there after winning uh, the Casino Royale, which, correct me if I'm wrong, Casino Royales aren't, isn't that the one where it's the suits and a group comes out? I thought so. Like, I thought with the way those teams came <laughs> out on Wednesday was really weird. But yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, cool to see top flight back. That was a lot, a lot of fun. And Dante and Darius Martin have a huge ceiling. So it's excited to see where they, they were. The it. Joker, I guess. I mean, uh, if you, if you, were... as the, and as the second team, nonetheless. So. Right, not the last team, which the Joker is always. It, that part was weird to me. Like, I'm I'm fine if you want to do a Royal Rumble style tag team battle royal, but don't call it a Casino Royale when you've established what a Casino Royale is, and and then you didn't do that. Yeah. Um, well, my, my I'm up first for picking here. Um, my pick is going to be the champions to retain. I think it's going to be fantastic. I don't think that the Bucks um, are are primed to get the belts back yet. Uh, I think they're I think they're going to be multi team multi time tag team champions in AEW when their career is done. We're not close to either of those two things yet. I love the idea of Red Dragon becoming AEW tag team champions. I don't think the time is now for that. I could be wrong. Uh, if I were to pick between one of the two teams that are challenging them, I would lean towards Red Dragon as my pick to win, but I don't think that they're winning because I think that we have a brewing issue, as we already have been seeing in the last few weeks of AEW. Adam Cole in the middle of Red Dragon on one side and the Bucks on the other, and someone named Kenny Omega will probably be coming back in the mix here soon. So there's a lot of moving parts there. I also think, and we're really close to it now, whether it happens uh, in the next couple months before we get to Double or Nothing, or it's a great match at Double or Nothing, FTR versus Red Dragon. That's going to... Whenever we get to see it, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be good, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus retain the titles. Um, Much like you said with Sammy with the TNT Championship, I sort of feel that way about jungle boy and luchasaurus they're just kind of champions without um a, a, a vision or a mission if you will the the story in this match even though it's a title match has nothing to do with jungle boy and luchasaurus and and that's weird um for me uh and i agree with you and in some ways i would think that would lean me more towards well they should get the belts off of jungle boy and luchasaurus i think they can but I don't think they have to do it here. I think they can get them off on a dynamite or something. That didn't sound right. Get the belts off of them on a dynamite or something. Um, and I don't think it has to be to one of these teams because I think the Red Dragon Young Bucks thing doesn't necessarily need the tag titles to be the uh, issue between them because they got plenty of issues between them as it is. Um, you know, I think FTR, Proud and Powerful, either one of those teams could easily win those tag belts, some combination of the House of Black could win the tag belts. Danielson and Moxley, if they end up teaming up, would be really fun. Um, That's what I'd love to see. I'd love to see them come out of Sunday going, yep, we're going to team because we're, we're BAs. And then beating Jungle Boy and, and Luchasaurus and then just like having all these amazing like dream tag matches for the next six months and then imploding and then having a, the rematch at All Out. Right. Yeah, I think 
I don't think you need to move the belts here. I agree with you that if, if they do move them, I think it's much more likely that it's Red Dragon. Um, totally agree on that as well. But uh, I, I'm with you. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, I think, win this. I think it's going to be great. Uh, you have six insanely talented individuals in this match. So um, if they don't go too much gaga between Red Dragon and Young Bucks um, or, or Adam Cole getting involved, I kind of feel like Adam Cole's not going to get involved here because he's gonna, in the main event. Um, somebody on had had chatted in, I think, on one of the podcasts I listened to with Fight Bolt this week and said it would be cool if this closed the show, if Adam Cole were to win the title earlier in the show and then he has to choose, you know, who he's going to help or who he's going to stay with. Sure, but I don't think you have to get to that yet. I think that's still... AEW is really good at long-term storytelling, sometimes almost too long-term. We might talk about that in a couple of matches here. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't think you need to do that. I just don't think that's the story we're doing right now. Um, so Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are my pick. I think this is going to be really fun. All right, face of the revolution ladder match for a TNT title shot. Uh, my graphic on the YouTube page says for the TNT title, which is a total lie. Uh, sorry about that. A little bit of a typo there. But it's Keith Lee versus Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Okay, just those three guys alone. Holy crap. Um, Orange Cassidy, Ricky Starks. Uh, tonight on Rampage, they have the sixth spot being filled in a match between Ethan Page and Christian Cage. And then you and I agreed we have heard there are seven people in this match, so most likely a surprise on Sunday, uh, which they often have done with this. Well, I think they've only done this match maybe one time, but um, or twice. Cody won it once, didn't he? Um, but there, there probably will be a surprise on Sunday. A uh, couple of things first. Christian probably wins the match tonight. From the young guy standpoint, I'd rather see Ethan Page win. I'm not a huge Ethan Page guy. I'd rather see Scorpio actually in this match. Um, but I, Christian Cage, because of his um, history in ladder matches, I could see them giving him a win. He hasn't had a singles match in, like, forever. Um, so interesting that he all of a sudden is getting inserted into a, a qualifier for this match. But um, I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking Cage wins tonight. I wouldn't be shocked if Ethan Page wins. I'd actually prefer that. Um, although you're pretty heel heavy in this match right now. Um, so cage winning would, would balance that a little bit. Wardlow obviously being the, the tweener of, uh, he's a baby face. Let's be honest. Um, he's being made to do heel things, but he's a baby face. Uh, the story of this match to me is, is comes down to two people, maybe three. Um, before you tell me that story, who do yes. you think TBA is? Or is, well, that part, is that part of the story? That's part of my, okay. yeah, part okay. of my three. Um, Orange Cassidy is not winning this match. Ricky Starks is not winning this match. Don't care who wins tonight. Neither of those guys are winning this match. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs also not winning this match. Will look impressive. Won't win the match. Could be Keith Lee because they just brought him in. And it would be odd to have him lose. Although you can lose in a ladder match and you don't lose. So, you know, that's okay. Um to me, it really comes down to probably two people. Wardlow, which they're telling the story of MJF originally told him, go win the TN, go win the face of the revolution ladder match, win the TNT title, and then you have to give it to me because your contract is with me, not with AEW. Because apparently Wardlow hasn't figured out yet, or maybe he has, and he just hasn't clued us in, that Tony Khan would sign him in a heartbeat if MJF fired him. Um <laughs> 
That's too logical, Jim. Gaping plot hole. But maybe it's not. Maybe Wardlow's already figured that out, uh, and we just have, don't know that yet. Um, or the TBA, and I think the TBA is is uh, Swerve. Swerve Strickland. I don't. I, I I will be stunned if it is anybody. If it's Jeff Hardy, that's the other option, I think, here. Um, maybe. I care way more about, I keep wanting to say Isaiah Strickland. It's Shane Strickland, not Isaiah Scott. Um, I, care, I care way more about Shane Strickland coming in than I do Jeff Hardy at this point. Um, I hope it's Shane Strickland that comes in. So then it becomes, do you put Shane Strickland right into that mix? Or do you put... Wardlow into that mix. I I don't love the new person coming in and winning right off the bat. It is my pick first, right? Yeah, yes. Um, I don't love the new person coming in and winning right away because that puts them into a title match that they probably lose. Because you're, or maybe you put the TNT title on Strickland right away, but I doubt it. Um, but Ruby Soho is is the epitome of that to me. She came in, she won the Casino Royale um, Battle Royal gets her title shot, loses her title shot. And I just feel like they haven't quite found her lane yet um, now since then. And so I don't want to see them do that with Strickland. Uh, I'm going to go Wardlow here because I think that story is really good. Um, and I and I do think after Wardlow's win on Wednesday, the whole uh, aftermath with uh, the chairman, uh, whose name is Spears, thank you. Um, one of our mutual friends called him Ty Dillinger in a post earlier this morning, and now that was all that was in my head. Um, Spears going for the chair, Wardlow grabbing the chair. I loved how Spears looked tough and like stood up to him, and then Wardlow just stepped right in front of him and looked at him, and Spears was like, never mind, I'm going to go now. Um, <laughs> that's perfect for Spears' character, because Spears is not a BA. He's, he's a, you know, smarmy heel. Um, and that was perfect for his character. And then the the competition between Wardlow and MJF when Wardlow said, you know, I've been too busy making sure you win matches. And MJF just smacked the ever-loving stuffing out of Wardlow. Um, again, the pop when that happens and, and, the, and he gets his hands on MJF, crazy. Wardlow, I keep saying it, he's going to be the most over babyface in AEW before long. I, I think he's close to it now already. I think he gets the win. We continue that story. Um, I think that's spoiler where MJF goes after the CM Punk feud is is into the Wardlow um, story. So I think Wardlow wins this match. Um, but Strickland would be my other. If I had to pick a, like a B, I think he would be my choice. So if Wardlow wins, it makes a lot of sense that perhaps because he is the babyface that's not called a babyface yet. Wardlow versus Andrade makes a lot more sense than Wardlow going over Sammy and or Darby. And not that not that, that can't happen. Let me let me just call back to MJF and Andrade did have a little business deal in the past where Andrade rented FTR, I think it was, um, when they were Los Luchas or whatever that was, um, like the Green Conquistadors. Um so is there something then where MJF and Andrade work together to make sure Wardlow doesn't win the title in that match? Like I, there's AEW's really good at interweaving stories and even calling back to things that I'm not sure were the plan when they did them three months ago, 
but now they're here and they go, oh, wait a minute, we did that three months ago. Let's make that part of the story now. Um, WWE can learn a lot from AEW in storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll go back to starting how you started and saying I wish that it was Scorpio Sky, not Ethan Page against Christian Cage, and I wish Scorpio Sky would be in this match, but I've never been bashful about my love for Scorpio Sky in AEW or just in general. I think that um, there could be more done there for him. Uh, interesting that you threw out Swerve and Jeff Hardy. I don't see Jeff Hardy here being being in the mix at all. Maybe he is destined for AEW. I think, unfortunately, if Jeff Hardy were to show up here, he'd overshadow the other guys, and I don't think you want that. Swerve, I don't think, does that. I think he fits in nicely. The one guy I thought you'd say that you didn't is Cesaro. Um, and I, But I also wonder, or maybe maybe it's just my perception, does he overshadow this group, or does he fit mm-hmm. in nicely if he, if, if, if he were to be participant number seven? Don't know. I could see Cesaro joining Danielson's group that he seems to want to put together. That, yeah, that that'd be cool. That'd make a lot of sense. Uh, I do think it also comes down to Keith Lee versus Wardlow here. And and again, I don't think that what happens tonight with the TNT title match definitely says, okay, now that that's happened, this is what's happening Sunday. I think I think there's a number of options on the table, which is going to make this match fun and scary because I'm pretty sure there's going to be some, some sick spots going on. The story I think I'd like to see most is kind of what you laid out, but I'm going to go a step further. Wardlow wins here. Wardlow wins title. Wardlow doesn't need the belt to stay over. MJF screws him and wins the title. Uh, and then Wardlow chases MJF for however long. Because MJF needs those props to, in addition to what he already has as part of his package, to to be that much more dislikable. Whether that actually plays out or not, I don't know. I'd love to. I'd love to see also on the other side of that Keith Lee winning and then Sammy retaining and having Keith Lee and Sammy having a feud because I think they have history and I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think it could elevate both and it could give them each something to sink their teeth into. Again, I always will go back to this. When wrestlers have to take that first loss, it, it needs to be, in my opinion, protected. I don't know how Tony Khan perceives Keith Lee. I we know what, and, and I brought it up either last week or the week prior. You know when I mentioned Andrade and Malachi Black, and uh, I think there was someone else that I'm forgetting who it is now. When about that, about having that first loss being a little bit more impactful. We were seeing that definitely with the Brian Danielson, the CM Punk, the Adam Cole. And may- maybe there is a, a divide between those three and then Malachi Black, Andrade. I don't maybe see that divide as, as big, but maybe, maybe it truly is in the mind of, of Tony Khan and, and the creative forces in AEW. So um, I, I come to the fork in the road where I go, okay, do I try to steal one here and 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 change my pick uh from yours or do i do i go with a guy who i do think is a little bit legitimate shot to win to temper uh creating a little bit wider of a gap for us um i don't know that we're gonna have um identical picks the rest of the way so with that in mind i'm gonna pick wardlow here i think that's the smart pick um but i would not be surprised if 
uh, it's Keith Lee. All right. Well, uh, Annette popped in and said, Jeff Hardy can't appear until it's either March 8th or 9th. His non-compete is up. So uh, won't see him on on Sunday night, but could see him on Wednesday, perhaps, depending on, because um, that would be March 9th, would be Wednesday. So could show up on Dynamite, probably not going to show up on Sunday. And I'm okay with that. I don't want to see Jeff Hardy in this anyways. So I'm actually not terribly excited about Jeff Hardy or the Hardy Boys. Like Hardy Boys are wrestling the Briscoes at a big wrestling show on the East Coast. And I I just don't care anymore. It's too bad because I used to be a big Hardy fan, but I just don't care anymore. Um, Wasn't there a time when that was a big rumored Ring of Honor match for like a final battle or some other type show? Probably around the time probably that they were in before they went back to WWE when they, you know, won the tag titles and them in the box. And uh, I would assume that was, yeah, I, I remember some of that. Um, so, yeah, they're getting that shot. I, I'm i much more interested in trying to, if I can next weekend, we'll see, um, check out that uh, Briscoe's Lucha Brothers match on House of Glory. Uh, that looks way more interesting to me than, than Briscoe's and Hardy's. But, yeah, that's just me. Hardies aren't for me anymore. Uh, so, Tom, you get the first pick then. Yeah, yeah, you get the first pick. On the AW Women's title match, Dr. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, who were in a tag match on uh, Wednesday. Curious if that tag match plays into your thoughts or what you thought of it. I mean, I thought that the tag match did a great job of getting me more excited for this, and it gave you the chance or the thought that Thunder Rosa has Britt Baker's number. And that's exactly what I think they want you to think because Britt Baker's retaining the title on Sunday. Thunder Rosa does not have her number, despite the great match they had a year ago and despite the fact that she pinned her on Wednesday night. Uh, Britt is not losing the title here. As much as I love Thunder Rosa, um, and selfishly, I hope that she's actually going to be on the Warrior Wrestling card that I plan to go to later in this year because uh, I'd love to see her live. Um, I'd love to see her live at AEW, which will follow after the Warrior Wrestling event. If they, if all of my cards uh, fold out the way I hope they do, um, but yeah, Britt Baker retains here. I don't, I, I don't know who eventually does dethrone Britt. Uh, Thunder Rosa could be argued it wouldn't be a bad decision here. I just don't think that's the way they go. Well, here's here's my thought. I agree with you. I, I if not Rosa, I don't know who takes the belt off Britt. So I think it's Rosa. Do they do it here? Or do they do some sort of screw job? My Here's my worry. My worry is Mercedes Martinez turns on Rosa and we find out it was all a ruse in a ruse in the end and she's still with Britt Baker. Um, and then we set up some sort of big stipulation match at um, Double or Nothing, uh, whether that's, you know, a, a cage or a no DQ or a, a lights out match again. Although I don't know, could you do a lights out match because it's unsanctioned and still have it for the title? Feels like you can't do that. Did you uh, see they also have announced Battle for the Belts 2 in April? Well, they, they're, they've announced they're taping it. They haven't announced when they're going to show it. But yes, they have announced they're taping it, which immediately makes me go, oh, that'll be really nothing I need to care about. Um, Based on the first one? <laughs> right. The first one was live and it sucked. Um, and, and again, AEW doesn't have a lot of shows that I say, eh, that was... Uh, but Battle of the Belts, I felt very like, eh, that was okay. That was a thing we showed. Um, Battle of the Belts were supposed to be like their Clash of the Champions, and that was like a WWE main event. Um, well, okay, it wasn't quite that bad. 
um, beer wasn't on it. But um, yeah, I did see they're taping that uh, with a rampage. They're doing like a live rampage, I think, and then taping Battle of the Belts, which at least gives somebody a reason to buy a ticket to a live rampage, right? Um, because live rampage is only an hour, although they usually tape some dark and some other stuff has some probably just some dark matches themselves. Um, so I fear that's what they could do because uh, this is what I was kind of saying earlier. AEW does like to tell long-term stories. I mean, Hangman and Omega was a, like a two-year story that they wove in and out of. Rosa and Baker has been over a year uh, or around a year of weaving in and out of um, that story as well. I, I just think it's Rosa's time. So I'm going to go ahead and, and we're going to have our first difference. I'm saying Thunder Rosa gets the win. Won't be shocked if I'm wrong. I still think she's the one to dethrone Baker because I just, Ruby Soho would be the other option that I think they just haven't gotten enough behind her. Or you get into, you know, do they bring in Athena? Do they bring in um, Nixon Newell, the former Tegan Knox? Do they bring in Tony Storm? Um, I'd rather see somebody who's been around AEW for a little longer be the one to beat Baker. Because otherwise you kind of make it seem like everybody else that you have in the division wasn't good enough. They had to go in and bring in Athena to beat Baker or somebody like that, just using her as an example. So I kind of, I don't want him to do that. I want Rosa to be the one. And Rosa is so flipping over, it's just crazy to me. Like, everywhere she appears, whether it's at AEW, GCW, um, I'm sure Warrior Wrestling, I haven't been able to see their last number of shows. I've really enjoyed what I've seen from them. Um, I am insanely jealous that over the next few months, you get AEW, GCW, and Warrior Wrestling um, in proximity to you that makes sense for you to travel to those shows um i know only one of them is actually in grand rapids but you know the other two are a couple of hours away for you um is detroit about two hours is that right three two and a half depending two and a half. so you know a, a distance that both you and i have traveled to wrestling shows many many times um and much further in fact but uh that so that's a nothing almost uh jaunt if you can make it work in your schedule uh, so i'm very jealous that you're getting those three companies uh, my, I, I have a pro wrestling event that I can attend live in Kearney, which is kind of the big city near me, um, on Saturday, April 2nd at eight o'clock at night, right during WrestleMania. Why, why would you book a show? And Tom, it's micro pro wrestling. It's a midget show. Little person. Uh, little person show. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm not offended. I just want to. I'm, I'll be watching WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> they do have uh coinc and I'm squirreling here for a second, but it's like 20 bucks for GA. It's like 50 bucks for front row. And I'm like, for nobody that I know, I'm not paying 50 bucks for a front row seat, but they have a, you can get a front row seat and a 20 minute backstage party that you can attend with the stars of micro wrestling. What, what would you think a package like that might cost Tom? I would want them to pay me to show up. $530, Tom. Uh, no, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. 30 bucks for a front row seat and a 20 minute party with the little people. Um, and nothing against them being little people, but they're not wrestling stars that I, I wouldn't pay 530 bucks. Honestly, I wouldn't pay 530 bucks to have a 20 minute party backstage at AEW. And I would love to meet a bunch of people at AEW. I'm not doing it for indie wrestlers who are working hard, but no. A small package. That's a small package. <laughs> Good one. 
Good one, Annette. That's uh, maybe that's what they should uh, promote it as. Well, now that we've had that diversion, let's get into something real serious here. Uh, the dog collar match between CM Punk and MJF. If I'm ranking the matches I'm most looking forward to on this show, this is number one, and there's a gap before number two, and that's nothing against the rest of this card. I think the rest of this card, with the exception of that Tornado Trios that I don't care about, is really, really good. Um, they have. This has been exactly what I wanted CM Punk and MJF to be, for the most part. Um, the, the promos, Wednesday night was awesome. Uh Sean Ross Sapp again, I you know keep calling him out, but I want to give him credit when I'm saying things that I've heard from him. Um, mentioned that the white, all the white clothing should have been the hair, the the clue that we were going to get the bloodbath, um, and and it should have been like that. I, I know that. Come on. Um, I've read one place that maybe it was a blood capsule that Punk used. No. If not. <laughs> Holy smokes. Um, a blood capsule to me is in your mouth anyway. So a blood capsule on your forehead, I don't think that works as well. Yeah, I, it's funny. Uh, side note, I was telling my uh, my future son-in-law last night when he asked for my permission and my wife's permission to marry our daughter. about Which Congratulations to them. Whenever yeah, that happens, yeah, I realize. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I really hope they don't listen um, to this <laughs> podcast because uh, the, the, it's, it's. I mean, I, I wish they would listen. I, I wish we had more listeners, but I hope they don't listen because if I do, then that I'm going to really have screwed the pooch on that one because <laughs> th that um that's not that 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 the action that permission was requested for is not happening until the until April. So. Um, I digress. Anyway, we talked about pro wrestling last we'll Disclaimer at the beginning of this. If you are a child in Tombo, turn this podcast off now. <laughs> you, you may not listen. Um, if you do, your dad will uh, ground you for life. <laughs> uh, we talked about pro wrestling and blood and i talked and i and I had to break kayfabe for him and tell him that yes, they cut themselves. Um, all of this goes back to um, I'm, I'm pretty confident I saw the action or the pending action of Punk creating the cut. Uh, and, and then when he's laying on his back, when MJF's coming down with the ring, it, it appeared he was pinching something in his index finger and his thumb. So if you feel, if you feel, because you said you're still watching it, if you want to rewind and you want to, you want to, you want to inspector gadget that segment, uh, <laughs> you know, feel, feel free. No, I'm good. You know, either way, but it it looked tremendous. Whatever it was, well, um, is this this podcast is turning into secrets of pro wrestling without that's right. even, exactly. you know, without me trying. Secrets of pro wrestling and secrets of the Bobo family, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, uh, this was just phenomenal. And the promo work back and forth, the hug, the kick was very reminiscent of Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels uh, when that feud broke in. Um, it was very much the hug and then the just straight kick to the junk. Um, I think everybody and their sister saw it and I think it saw it coming and I think it still worked beautifully. Um, sometimes we've talked about it before, sometimes the right thing to the obvious thing to do is the right thing to do. And that, that was the right thing to do. Um, the promo at the end where he recut basically CM Punk's promo from, uh, 
the night that CM Punk won the Ring of Honor title, and I know you're going to talk about that as well. Um, absolutely loved it. And because I'm a longtime Ring of Honor fan, as you are, I, I knew that reference. I knew what he was doing, and it made me love it even more. Uh, I said to you, I think, before we recorded that, uh, again, Sean Ross Sapp, I feel like this is the Sean Ross Sapp uh, appreciation podcast today, but uh, made the comment that now that Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor, they could cut a really cool promo video of them going back and forth between CM Punk and MJF cutting that promo um, and and show that lineage if they want to for people who might not know that because maybe they weren't a Ring of Honor fan uh, back then or haven't seen that. But uh, just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. <laughs> My only slight concern is you did that angle on Wednesday with that much blood. Someone's going to have to die on Sunday. I mean, this is going to be holy smokes if you can't do that big of an angle and not have it be even more on sunday it feels like um this was awesome and the build to this has been awesome i can't wait it is my pick right yes it is my pick first um cm punk has to win this um mjf can take the loss and still be a world title contender i, I think he's more likely to head to the world title than the tnt title although i think what you laid out in that face of the revolution match um idea is interesting um, to put him in the TNT title picture for a while. Uh, and I think you could certainly do that. And and I think that could elevate the TNT title even higher because I think MJF is um, at that level. But I'm, I'm going punk to win this match. Um, and I feel pretty sure about that, actually. Okay. Well, I am picking MJF. Uh, so we have a we have a difference. So we're we're going to be even probably in the end. Um, <laughs> right. One of us will get. You, you mean you don't think we're going to have a difference in Hangman and Adam Cole? I'm just I'm curious. Going to guess not. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. My pick is MJF because uh, as much as I as much as I want the good guy to prevail, and and, and it sets up so well for Punk to to do that here my counter argument is he doesn't need it. He'll be fine without the win. I don't know that either of them need it, to be honest, because they've done it so well. No, you're correct. But I think when you look like at the five-year plan or the three-year plan in AEW, who do you see where in three years? I see MJF definitely being, definitely remaining active. Punk, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. And when, do you make a decision on Sunday with three years in mind? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. I, I think I think it helps create more hate for MJF, which is only going to feed things if he and Wardlow are what's going to come next. What I'm really interested to see, though, is that, and I also think that MJF can do this and beat Punk, and Punk can easily transition to whatever comes next for him. And I don't want to say that the loss won't be remembered because it will be, but it's not. It's it's. I don't know. I I just I feel like MJF um coming out dastardly and the dirty heel is is the right call. So may, maybe I'm being prophetic, maybe I'm being um maybe I'm overreaching. Um I agree with you. Whatever they do on Sunday is going to have to be insane and I don't doubt that it will be and it's going to be brutal. And I and I and I'm concerned for both guys, to be quite honest with you. I think they're both professional and they'll be safe, but I do think they're gonna take the the brutality and the violence to a different level because whatever we saw on Wednesday was 
insane. I thought it was a great capstone to the angle. Um, man, and, and it's been and it's been such good storytelling in the sense that you can see you can see the bits and pieces of the good that exists in MJF. There's not a lot of good there, but at his core, there's good. It, we're not seeing it in uh, in in, uh, in manifestation, but that's what's got Punk blindsided here, and what left him hung out to dry, for lack of a better term. Um, yeah, I, I'm 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 thrilled. Um, this this has been feud of the year, uh, and there's nothing that comes close. Yeah, I it's this is gonna be great. I don't know. This is going to be great. Um, I don't know if you caught what I said, Tom, when we said when you said no, you didn't think we had a difference in the Hangman uh, Adam Cole match. I said, oh, good, you're picking Adam Cole too. Um, I missed that. Yes, I, I, I think maybe not. Um, so we have two differences at this point. The last two matches, I have Rosa, you have Baker, I have Punk, you have MJF, and we come to the main event, the World Title match: Hangman Page, Adam Cole, baby. Tom, you get the pick to close us out on this head-to-head. There we go. That's what I needed. Yes. Uh, Hangman Adam Page retains the title. Adam Cole takes his first pinfall loss in AEW. The question becomes, okay, then what happens with Adam Cole? Um, you know, Maybe it's just something where the Young Bucks get involved, and then that teases out the Cole and Bucks issue moving forward. Um, and, 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 and then on the flip side of that, why would Adam Page need outside interference to retain the title? Like, does that hurt his, his title reign? And then where does he go next? You know, if, if MJF does beat Punk and moves on to Wardlow and the TNT title is involved, it removes, in my opinion, MJF being the next challenger for Adam Page. But I think that's also something they could easily do as well. I'm excited to see it play out on it and, and, and I'm eager to see what comes um, after this for, for both of these guys, but also again, and, 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 and similar yet different, like we've talked about with jungle boy and Luchasaurus and Sammy, and maybe it's a babyface title holder issue. Babyface title holders in AEW can't seem to really get a feud or something that, that really like has them sinking their teeth into it, um, much like heels do. You know, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, um, definitely worthy. Even Jade Cargill and Ty, small scope, but like I care. I care about this match too, but like the champions just don't necessarily, I don't know what their, their goals and aspirations are outside of a remaining champion. So I'll, I'll pause there and I wanted to circle back to one thing and I wanted to make this comment. In when we talked about the last match, you said you know that was your match, and then there's a, a gap between the next couple. I don't disagree with you. I will also say I think there are five singles matches on this card that are all just absolutely on paper tremendous singles matches, and that is MJF Punk, this title match, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, Punk Kingston, I'm sorry, Jericho Kingston, and Danielson and Moxley. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is uh it's a heck of a card. It's a heck of a card. Yeah, I 
I think we've had this conversation a little bit, <coughs> excuse me, on the show. Um, Hangman Page isn't necessarily, I like him as a character, but he doesn't feel like the world champ to me for some reason. I can't put my finger on why. Um, and I and when he won it, I felt that way, but I thought, oh, I've had that feeling about other new champions, especially their first time winning the title, and then they grow into the role. And, and you know, a couple of months in, I'm like, oh, yeah, they feel like the world champ now, and, and this is, they've been established. Um, and I, I don't feel that with Adam Page for some reason. Um, not that I dislike the character. I don't. I think he's good in the ring. Um, I think this will be a really good match. I just don't get it. On that front, I do feel like Adam Cole is a world champion level person, a uh, level character person. Um, I mean, Hangman Page is a world champion person. I'm sure he's a great human being. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just not getting there with the character. Uh, Cole, you know, has been Ring of Honor world champion. He's been NXT champion. I predicted at the end of 2020 that we would see him hold the WWE or Universal title in 2021. Oops, uh, didn't didn't quite happen the way I thought. Uh, I think Adam Cole should be AEW World Champion at some point in the future, but I don't think it's here. A, a kind of like again, I think you were saying the Bucks and the Red Dragon thing. That's the story with Adam Cole right now. The biggest story. Uh, they're telling multiple stories, which I always love when they can do that. AEW does a pretty good job of that. Um, that's the main story with Adam Cole, and that doesn't need the world title yet. It could when Kenny Omega comes back in, and I would not be stunned to see Kenny Omega interfere in this match or become involved some way or show up after the match. Um, I, I would not be stunned to see Kenny Omega back uh, this weekend. I know he said lately uh, in the not-too-distant past that he still needed to get his shoulder uh, worked on and, and things were a little slower than he wanted. Look, I believe things that wrestlers tell me through an interview like that with a huge grain of salt. Like, maybe that's true. And maybe we won't see him for a few more months. But maybe he's also just saying that so that everybody doesn't think he's showing up. And when he shows up, everybody loses their stuff. Um, he's a worker. Come on. Um, workers work, folks. You know, that's that's what they do. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't totally buy that. And workers work reporters, too. So, you know. Some of them are real good at trying to sniff that out and not get worked too often, but they're still humans. I've said a lot, but what I haven't done is made a pick. Um, and, and and I think Paige wins the title, or keeps the title. I mean, wins the match, keeps the title. Um, I just don't see... I'd love to be wrong on that, um, because I think Cole carries himself, and just, like I said, again, that, how do I see them? Um, but I just don't think they need to do it right now. So... Where does Paige go? Does it become Paige MJF down the road? Uh, Paige, does Omega, you know, come back into that picture? Um, I think Omega is going to end up more on the babyface side. So I kind of doubt we're going to get Paige Omega right away. And again, you told a two-year story, Paige beat Omega. That was the end of that story or that chapter. I think you wait a while before you go back to Paige Omega. Um, and then I think you can tell another interesting story with it, but give it time to breathe. With Omega on the roster, not just the time that Omega's been gone. Give it time to breathe. Um, so I think Paige wins this, and I, I think it'll be interesting to see if it's just Paige wins and we go off the air with Paige in the title. Is that 
how it ends, or do we see somebody show up at the end of the show? Is it Kenny Omega? Is it Bray Wyatt? Is it um, Jeff Hardy, which won't be Jeff Hardy. We've talked about that. Um, Jeff Hardy, Adam Page, baby. Let's go. Then I'll know that Tony spent a little too much time worrying about Ring of Honor. Um, You know, is, is it... Now, here's an interesting thing that wouldn't I wouldn't have predicted before last Wednesday. Does Jonathan Gresham walk out at the end of the show with the Ring of Honor title? For some people, that's not going to mean anything. But they just bought Ring of Honor. If they want to jumpstart whatever they're going to do with Ring of Honor, I, I, it's a thought. I feel like I think Jonathan Gresham's in the UK right now. I might be wrong about that. But again, play, planes do fly, Jim. So Planes do fly. That is... <laughs> We are going to have so many titles for this episode. We had uh, Elite uh, Monkey Honor. Uh, then it was going to be Jim's winning. I think it should also be Aubrey Don't Listen. Um, and it, now it can be Planes Fly, Jim. Um, <laughs> so I think you are right now that you say that, though, because I believe this weekend is WXW 16 Carat Tournament, um, which is their biggest tournament over in Germany. Um, and I, and he's in that, I know. So um, I think you are right. I So... Probably not, but it was something that, honestly, that thought came to me as I was talking, like, is it a Ring of Honor person? If it is, it's got to be Gresham. If they do any, I I don't really want to see them do a Ring of Honor invasion, because invasions never work. I don't want to see that. And I'm also afraid that the invasion will be guys like Punk and Danielson and, you know, guys who haven't worked for Ring of Honor in 20 years, 15 years, not 20 years, they've only been around 20 years. Um, Oh. Okay. Uh, Annette has a wild prediction, so let's throw that out there. She thinks Johnny Gargano shows up on Sunday, contrary to what he says. I think he debuts during Paige Cole. That would be cool. I That would be there. I hadn't given Gargano much of a thought. Um, and, and again, I think Annette kind of saying what I'm saying. Yeah, Gargano says he's not signing anywhere anytime soon. He's not going to tell you before he does it. So, yeah. I, I would love that because I love Johnny Gargano. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that that dude is loving being a husband and a dad right now and with a young, young baby, um, like I think less than a month old now. Like, I think he's really going to honor, like, not – I don't think we see him before – other than, like, autograph signings. So he got announced for WrestleCon. Um, I don't think you see that guy in the ring before July or August. Oh, I think you'll see him in the ring at WrestleCon. I think he works the super show. That's just my opinion because he's already there. Um, I, I see what you're saying about traveling to work, um, you know, on any regular basis. Um, I don't know if they'd bring him in the world title either. I, I think it'd be great if they brought it when they bring him in, if they bring him in, if they brought him in right on top like that, I think that'd be great. Cause I think sometimes they bring in people. Eric Bischoff had this complaint uh, or criticism, maybe not complaint uh, over the last week, I think it was, or two, um, that they bring somebody in, they're the shiny new toy for a couple of weeks, and now what? You know, Jay Lethal came in. Now what are they doing with him? Ruby Soho came in. Now what are they doing with her? Um, you can fill in the blank on a lot of those, actually. Um, and he's not wrong about that. So if they did something like that with Gargano, where it wasn't Gargano was the seventh man in the face of the Revolution ladder match, and now three weeks later he's working dark, um, I'd like that if they brought him in and made it made it meaningful right away but um not to to pick on jay lethal but like i don't agree 
Yeah, not what, well, but I'll, I'm I'm gonna but I'm gonna offer a criticism. To me, Jay Lethal when he came in in November was wow. Okay, that's a big deal because he was just coming from Ring of Honor and they had kind of said, hey, we're sunsetting. I I don't see that though in the same space as a Keith Lee or as a Swerve or and and I don't and I don't know why I don't know why I feel that way. I haven't dug into that um, because Jay Lethal is definitely worthy. Uh, but maybe it's just because he's been around so long and Keith Lee and maybe Swerve haven't. And, and those are just the first two examples that come to mind for me. Yeah. I Lethal's one of those guys. His matches are always good. And we've talked about this before, but I never get excited. Like, it's not like, oh, Jay Lethal's working, you know, like I didn't seek out the Jay Lethal, Jay White match when, you know, on NJPW Strong. Um, I'm sure it was fine. I'm sure it was good. Um, I... I'm not surprised they haven't done a whole lot with Jay Lethal. Honestly, when they announced he had signed, I was kind of like, huh, okay. Um, where Keith Lee, I was like, oh, yes, I'm a big Keith Lee fan. Um, Shane Strickland, I like Shane Strickland a lot. I think there's a lot of talk of him being crossover or doing some crossover stuff. Um, and I think he could get some mainstream, um, you know, publicity with his music and that sort of thing. Um I think it's interesting, the hip makers, as they're now calling themselves, uh, not seeming to come into AEW. They're working the GCW for the culture event over WrestleMania weekend, AJ Francis. And I, I've listed him on our Fantasy Wrestling League uh, preview or, or of upcoming shows as Ashanti Adonis, because I, I don't know what he's going by now. I need to look that up. Um, but AJ Francis, formerly Top Dollar. And uh, Ashanti Adonis working for the culture against Shane Taylor Promotions, which uh, now that Ring of Honor is maybe back, uh, I hope Shane Taylor gets a. I know they're not going to probably be signing deals, or maybe they will. Who knows now with Tony Khan? They weren't under Sinclair, but maybe they will with Tony Khan. I hope Shane Taylor is a part of whatever Ring of Honor or AEW or somewhere. Shane Taylor needs to be featured somewhere. Um, so I'm glad to see he's getting getting a shot there at, at GCW. Shane Taylor and GCW would be really good too, actually. So. We are all over the place here. Well, it still says AEW World Title Match on the screen, but it's all good. Uh, it's, all good. It's, it's it's all AEW intertwined. So, it yeah. that's very true. It is very true. There we go. We'll put two Spot Monkeys live back up. All right. Well, and you're watching live Sunday night, yes? I, I'm hoping to. I, okay. I'm very very busy on Saturday. So as long as uh, there's no uh, guilt trip <laughs> for me going downstairs for three hours on Sunday night, uh, which I don't think there will. I think I think it'll be okay. But uh, as long as there's no none of that, uh, where I where I think I'm gonna have to stay downstairs if I go downstairs, um, I am hoping to watch. I probably won't watch the buy-in um, just to to give myself that extra hour uh, for other things. So um, maybe I'll watch it Monday morning or something if if I want to. But um, I, I am hoping to watch live Sunday, and I know you're gonna watch uh, on delay on Monday. Yep, yeah, Monday Monday is a day off of work for me. Um... And I'm excited about that. I'm excited to not have any responsibility. And I'm happy to give my responsibility and my time to AEW. Absolutely. Well, I will look forward to chatting with you on Monday, probably about the show. Um, and uh, and saving any texts I want to send you on Sunday night for, hey, let me know when you've seen the show on yeah, Monday, yeah. which we've done to each other uh, different times when we know the other guy isn't watching. And, and, and we'll definitely be running it back here next Friday, uh, recapping the, the show. Uh, and I'm glad that we're both going to watch it live, uh, watch it, not live, but watch it uh, and see it, and then be able to share our thoughts and opinions and 
and the fallout from our picks. Absolutely. And, and we'll see where we go. I believe I haven't looked ahead, but I think WrestleMania will be the next uh, stand and deliver and WrestleMania will be the next set of picks. Uh, and we're going to be recording those on Thursday, March 31st. So if you uh, are Annette and listen live, because I think you're our one live listener, uh, most of the time, that'll be the day that we do that, but we'll have hopefully the next couple of Fridays as well. Um, is the current plan. Uh, and do you think this show was live with 11 matches? Wait till we get to that event. Or that right. Where you'll events. have five or six probably for stand and deliver. And then, I don't know, eight each night of WrestleMania, something like that. Have to um, think. And I mean, yesterday they announced for WrestleMania Saturday, which they've got a whole lot announced for WrestleMania Saturday. And they got like one thing announced for Sunday right now. And a couple of matches that haven't had their night announced yet. Uh, but yesterday, I mean, the dream match, Tom. Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. WrestleMania we're, fin- we're finally getting it. Woo-hoo! Woo. Um, move over, Charlotte and Ronda. We got a new main event. Um, maybe not. And they're putting both women's titles matches on Saturday. That's going to be an interesting conversation sometime. That for is. For you and I have. About yeah. why, why are they doing that? Um, but we're also asking why WWE is doing anything, which... If you listen to this podcast, we don't have an answer to that. So, um, but today was mostly uh, really all about AEW, except for our squirrel moments along the way. Uh, this was a lot of fun. It's it's fun to talk about wrestling that we're excited about because I think we do spend uh, a decent amount of time talking about wrestling that we scratch our head at. We don't understand why things are happening the way they are. But uh, so it's fun to have a hour and forty minute show uh, where it's almost all about stuff that we're either excited about or even the stuff that we don't quite get. Uh, we're willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because more often than not, AEW has come through on it for us. So if you're watching the show this weekend, enjoy it. If you're doing something else this weekend, enjoy that. Um, and we will be back with you next Friday for more Two Spot Monkeys Live. Tom, anything else? No, man. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy AEW Revolution. And uh, let's, uh, let's buckle up, baby. <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride, no doubt. Have a great weekend, everybody.